Good afternoon and welcome back to the Car 61 podcast. I'm Elliot Royce. And I'm Lev. And we are here today with our head of media at Salford Racing-ish. Hello. Right-ish. Let's get this uh, podcast rolling. What what does your role entail here at Salford Racing and why are you on the podcast? So this year, I am head of media, Ooh. which means I am your boss. Whoop, whoop. And your boss. <laughs> yeah, you are. But it also means uh, if it's not very good then it's, it's my fault, so... Yeah. But yeah. Make, make sure it's good. It's <laughs> yeah. always good. It's always good. It is good. Well, so far. Yeah, so far. It'll so get far. better. It'll get even better. We shall see. Right, so so you joined at the beginning of last year, right? That's correct. Same, same time as us. Um, what have you thought so far? <sighs> many, many thoughts. I mean, last year, for the first bit, obviously I didn't really know what was going on. Uh, it kind of... Things were happening, and I was just kind of there... Starting uni as well, obviously, I had a lot to think about, and it wasn't the number one priority. But then throughout the year, started doing a bit more and a bit more. And then sort of by the end of the year, when we went to Silverstone, I was the only, one of the only media people there. So I kind of had to do a bit of everything there. And then over summer, it was like, well, who's going to be head of media this year? And then it was the the obvious choice. It was you. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, over over these last... Well, we've only just started the second year, but last year and this year, what are some highlights of your time so far? I'm sure you intend to be here the whole time. Oh, yeah. Over the three yeah. years. Yeah. As Keeping us in line. Year. Exactly. Keeping us in line. Well, I, don't, I don't know if I'm in charge again next year. but No. <laughs> you've done well-ish. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see. I've not done a lot yet. Yeah, we'll but see, We'll see in summer. Things you have done, they've been brilliant. Mm. Fantastic. But yeah, so some highlights. Are we talking like... Anything. F- like, f- like proper, like actual things or like social stuff as well anything. <laughs> anything, anything anything that you've enjoyed anything that i've enjoyed well i mean obviously the obvious first answer is uh, silverstone that was quite an experience of that so like multiple days camping working on the car being surrounded by all these other teams yeah and it's like you kind of finally see this project that you've been working on for a year you're like all these other people have also been doing it they've also had problems but then everyone's kind of helping each other so it's like if you need anything you can just walk up to another team and be like have you got this spanner and they'll be like oh yeah yeah so it's actually go. really quite a sort of communal it's very collaborative yeah it's yeah. like the opposite of what you would expect especially so, it's, it's so even though it's formula student competition it's actually more it is yeah because everyone knows how hard it is to build one of these race cars oh, yeah and, yeah and as well so everyone wants tight budget exactly yeah. everybody kind of wants everyone to do well so it's kind of the opposite of what you would expect from like the Formula One paddock, for example, where everyone's yeah. very closed off. Like themselves. you couldn't, you couldn't, you wouldn't see um, what's it called, Williams, James Valves going down to uh, Ferrari, being like, "Have you got this little part that we need to get our car working? Have you got this part? Because yeah, exactly. Logan's just smashed it off in F one, <laughs> <laughs> smashed it off in Q two. <laughs> yeah, literally. Nah, F one, surely. Yeah. Do you want to go through some questions? Well. Speaking of Silverstone, have you got any funny stories that happened? Because obviously Elliot and I weren't at Silverstone, so we don't. We need to, you know, it's be nice. filled in of what happened. I was working happened. at Primark. I was a bit busy. Yeah, come to Silverstone. I wanted to. I know. I really did. Yeah, you don't next need a year. job. If I'm not, if, if I'm not here, if I'm you not need there to come next to. Year, if you're not at the Silverstone this year, then you're doing something wrong. I know. Yeah, clearly. Definitely. If I if I don't get in, there's going to be some questions raised. But yeah, funny stories. Um. On the way down, I guess, for the journey, mm-hmm. I kind of turned up. Uh, we were leaving on the Wednesday, so I arrived like 9 a.m. So or when, did, when, did, when did the competition run? So the competition was 
I believe it was like the I can't remember the exact dates. I think it was like the nineteenth to twenty second of July. Yeah, that week it was. Yeah, yeah. So after was, Silverstone. Good reminding me about that. I remember uh, watching that in the garage. That was a yeah. good moment for me as a Lewis Hamilton fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pole position. We don't talk about Sunday, but uh, no, Saturday fine. was good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, on the way down, I arrived at like nine a.m. because the original plan was to leave at nine or ten, load up the van, get going. Uh, so I woke up quite early to come in and then I get there and nothing's ready. And I speak to someone, I catch up. Apparently the engine has blown up at 1am the night before. Oh, and God. everyone's like, they were up till like five trying to fix it. So some of them had like only like three hours before that mm-hmm. gone home trying to get some rest before they come back. Uh, so there's obviously conversations happening. Do we even bother going at this point? Do we, what do we do? Because there was some the first day. This was before we'd left, actually, so this was Wednesday. So it was like, do we pull out, go concept class, or do we just throw the car in the van and fix it at Silverstone? Yeah. And then eventually we were like, we've done all this work, we have to just bring it and see what happens. So we ended up, um, I was in the car with uh, Hubert, team principal, and a few other people. Yeah. Um, we left at probably like 2 or 3 p.m., so obviously quite late, but then the people in the van left even later. And we actually had to go on a little detour on the way. So we were only driving to Silverstone, but we had to go via Wales because we were going to Demon Tweaks. We had to pick oh, yeah. up some spark plugs mm. and an air filter. Demon Tweaks. And a few other things. But yeah, so it was like out of the way. It's not not on the way. Someone no, said it was on the yeah. way. But yeah, we, we ended up in, in Wrexham somehow. Yeah, oh, Demon God. Tweaks, Wrexham. Yeah, my mate goes there to, uh, it to was. resurface his car. And he, uh, yeah, he's uh, got some nice cars in there as well. Oh, yeah. So we, well, I walked in and it's like, Porsche 962 just sitting in the workshop yeah. so it's like while um, Hubert went off to go deal with the parts I was just there like looking at this race car and just like walking around it I was very happy there mm. uh, but yeah later in the day we needed some food so we found a random Chinese takeaway that was called China Express so that was fun shout out how, how was that Average food poisoning. Yeah, I was yeah, gonna no, say no I mean, food no, poisoning. No food poisoning, so it can't be that bad. I got food poisoning. I love once. a good Chinese. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, yeah, so that's that's gonna be a. Mine was from a Greek takeaway. That's gonna be a um, the word for something where it happens a lot. I've forgotten it. A tradition. That one. Tradition. A tradition. What? A yeah. Chinese China dinner. Yeah, China Express. Is it's it near, just near off the. It's just off the. M6. I highly outside doubt. Birmingham. I highly doubt we were the only team to use China Express. How many teams were? There? I doubt anyone who's south of Birmingham would have used China Express because yeah. it's, it's, it's not on the way. It was on the way. I thought yeah. it was. Uh, no, it's like halfway between. Yeah. I thought you meant it was like next to Silverside. No. No. So yeah, China Express was good. We were running a bit late, so it's like yeah, just find a random mm. takeaway. Well, I'll be excited for that one next year. Definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Once we got there, obviously all the engineers were scrambling to get this car fixed. Um, somehow they managed to do it. I don't even know how. Yeah. Just putting in the work. Fantastic engineers. <laughs> we do much have easier, some brilliant much art. easier for me uh, as a yeah. media person. I just stand there, take pictures. pictures. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're nice not, and easy. Are you not pissing people off though? Just sitting there, just like people Friends. are trying to rebuild an engine last minute, and you're just there, like <laughs> yeah, just cheeky little picture. I'd hope I wasn't. I'd hope uh, no, taking no, some no. good pictures, no. but. Uh, I guess we'll never know. They probably wouldn't tell me to my face, like like. Yeah, no, exactly. What are you doing? Let me work on this. Yeah. But you yeah. gotta get the gotta get the content. Probably All I think the content. my highlight of Silverstone probably would have been the Friday. Yeah. Because I did the sim racing with oh, Johnny, yes. so I got to go to Williams F1 HQ. So that was uh, you and Johnny. Yeah. That was quite a day. It was just you and Johnny. Just me and Johnny. Yeah. So oh. we had to um, 
We had to be there by half eight. Mm. So we had to leave by half seven. William's headquarters, which is where? Uh, Grove. Grove. So it was about an hour away from Silverstone. An hour from Silverstone, right. So we had to leave at half seven to get there at half eight. Uh, Did you go back to Silverstone after? Yeah, we went back after. We just missed the team photo, but... um, But yeah, it was fine because I was at Williams. Um, Yeah, literally. So yeah, we were leaving at half seven. So I woke up at like just before seven. I was looking for Johnny. Couldn't find him. Uh, So I just... uh, Got ready, did what I did, and it was just kind of waiting around, like, he'll appear, he'll appear. Because obviously at this point, all the engineers had already left, because the pit's open at seven. Yeah. So there was no one left at the campsite. Everyone's either not an engineer, so still asleep, or at the garage. So I was just kind of sitting there, and then at 7.30, Johnny just kind of, like, rolls out of his tent, <laughs> and then he's like, right, we're going. <laughs> <laughs> did you even get to sleep? I did, yeah. Well, I... Oh, so you were fine? I was fine, yeah. Because yeah. I went to bed at, like, 1 a.m. and then woke up at seven, so. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Oh, you were fine then. I yeah. was fine. Absolutely fine. Yeah. yeah. Because was, was, there, was there any, any were, did you camp at the racetrack, was it, like on the circuit? At the racetrack, as in near, it was kind of off Cops Corner. Yeah. So it was a good. Mm-hmm. good well, so is it, is it, was it official Silverstone camping? I think, I can't remember what it was called. It was called like Wood something. Wood yeah, Cup. Woodlands. Was it Wood, Wood Is it Woodlands? It was near. It was like off Cops. So it was like a 10, yeah. 15 minute walk from Cops. Uh, or like a 10 minute drive but because of where it was positioned you had to kind of drive all of the Round. opposite way around yeah. to get to the how entrance long, how long would it take you to get back to the garage from the garage we were stationed in from, from the tent it would probably be about 15 minute 15 minute walk so, so when the engine went kaput on that on that um, one night the, that was that was before you left wasn't it it the went, kaput went kaput before we left so yeah. they had to uh, take we, the engine apart then we find some, the problem. Some problems as well with uh, with rebuilding the engine. On oh, that. many many problems yeah. we had. Yes, yeah, so they had to take the engine apart. Yeah. Find the problem. Yeah. And then what was the problem? I remember hearing so there was a bolt in the side of it. What had happened? They took it apart. Yeah. A bearing had seized. Ooh. So then they needed to get the bearing out. So they found a I think it was a Ducati dealership at Silverstone. Yeah. Took it there. We're like, can you pull out this bearing for us? We can't do it. They a were what like, dealership was it? Ducati. So like bikes. Oh, shit, yeah. So they just found somewhere nearby and, like, can you help us? Yeah. So they pulled out the bearing, and then there was this loose bit of metal from the engine casing in the bearing, which had made it seize. So somebody had done something wrong somewhere mm. and caused that. But that could, have been, that could have been anywhere. That could have been way before Silverstone. Just could have been. It could have been. So mm-hmm. that, that, I mean, that basically just shows any little mistakes like in this industry. Yeah, it's kind of lucky that it failed. Was it one, one bolt or something, was it? Well, it was kind of like a bolt had been gone too far into the engine, so the casing had kind of pushed out the back. Yeah. Um, Went off into the... And then, yeah, that kind of seized the bearing up. I mean, it could have... The bit of metal could have failed at any point, Yeah. probably. So if it it didn't fail on the Wednesday morning, it might have failed at the competition. And if it failed even later, we would have been less likely to fix it. Obviously, it would have been nice if it failed earlier, and then we had more time to fix it. But, um, but yeah, so on on this... Going to Williams, obviously, Johnny rolls out of his tent, 7.30 a.m., And we kind of need to be there in about an hour, and it's about an hour's drive, so we're like, right, okay. Yeah. Uh, let's let's get going. All right. Uh, uh, Johnny's car had broken down this weekend, so he was in his mum's Toyota Raigo. Oh, okay. love it. So that was quite a fun drive. Of uh, just so happened that he had the exact amount of petrol in his tank to get to Williams as well. Oh, perfect. So we well were there. Done, he was there, like driving this Igo on these uh, dual carriageways up to like six thousand, seven thousand RPM, trying to like get the most out of this little Igo. <laughs> no 
and like, like the uh, like the old Top Gear challenges. The uh, but, um, yeah, yeah, we're going from like burn Switzerland to uh, to <laughs> it did feel a little bit yeah. like yeah, because it's Just like uh, we had the Google Maps on. And it's like the ETA, we need to be there at 8.30. It's like, it's 8.33. So it's like, we oh need to gain God. three minutes yeah. on this time. And we're like 12 miles away. And the fuel tank says there's 11 miles left. <laughs> so, but we ended up getting there and we like made up time and made up fuel somehow. So we ended up, it was perfect. And then we got there. Uh, they got, got a tour around the museum, the historic collection. Oh, nice. So that was very cool. So yeah. is, Johnny, is Johnny a master in saving fuel? He's not only a master at driving fast, he also is a master at saving fuel somehow. There's, there's, Johnny's there's our, nothing Johnny's Johnny can't driver. do. Yeah, he is there's our nothing he driver. can't do. Yeah. He can just do everything. He's like technical director this year, make any part on the car, yeah, and then also drive the car efficiently and quickly. So Johnny exactly. Johnny is our Jesus. Yes. He is. Exactly. He can That's do anything. The magic man. No, well, not Jesus if, you know, with a religious context. <laughs> But he's 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 our saviour essentially. He's our yeah. saviour, um, and we, we'll get him on here at some point. But yeah, fantastic. Do you want to? Uh, what else we got? So, PDC. PDC. That was another highlight of last year for me. PDC yeah, definitely. Was. That was really really good fun. Did yeah. a bit of uh, track days. Yep. So yeah. last last year we were partnered with this uh, race team called PDC Racing. We were. Uh, they've raced. They raced a number of different cars, I believe. Like. Yeah. From Vauxhall Novas, uh, I think he raced a Porsche 94. But last year they had a Honda Civic Type R, it's an EP3 one, so about 20 years old. Mm. Uh, and that that was very nice. So we went it to I cool. went to a track day, probably would have been about February last year, mm -hmm. uh, Alton Park, just going along with. Uh, actually, so they came to the uni to give a talk mm. to us, and then I spoke to them about how I was doing a project with, on my course about. Track day photography. What is your course? I do photography. So. Photography course, so <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, so... Um, so basically, it's, it's, it's taking pictures. combining your two interests. Taking Lots photos. of pictures, yeah. yeah. So I was like, I want to take pictures of cars for this module. Can I... Yeah. Will there be any opportunity for me to take pictures of a race car? And they were like, we're actually going down on Saturday to the track. So I was like, cool, sounds good. I'll, I'll be there. I'll be there. Mm. Uh, so I went down. Mm. Obviously, said hi. Took some pictures of their car, all the other cars on the track. First time doing like motorsport photography with all like the panning and the blur and everything. And then he's like, oh yeah, do you wanna go out in the car? And I was like, okay, okay, sure. So we got to, uh, I got three laps in this Honda Civic race car around Alton Park. Alton Park. Very nice. It was a bit greasy, it just but stopped raining. So it was a bit kind of greasy on the track. Have you been, uh, what other tracks have you been to? Have you been to Alton Park yeah. was my first time. So that was my first time. Your first time at a track. At a track. Ever. Live track. A live, at a live track. track. And okay. you got to With go, race cars. You got to be on the track on the, yes. your first day. So before that, I had been wow. to, in 2019, I went to Canada on holiday. Went to Montreal. Oh, so cool. Because the, the circuit in Canada, it's just a park. You can go there. So rented a bike. Got I got to cycle around a oh, that's circuit cool. at Gilles Villeneuve in Canada. So that was cool. I'd love I to I set that. a five-minute lap, so... Almost a five minute pace. lap. Go on, lad. That's quite fast. <laughs> five minutes. Yeah, yeah, that was really cool because that was my first time at like a real racetrack, and I like yeah. we were doing. They've got a little golf car tour. Um, when we got onto it. the track, I was like, I'm actually on the track because mm -hmm. this was 2019. It was a few months after the 2019 Canadian Grand Prix, where yeah. obviously we had the swapping of the boards, the five second penalty, controversial. Yeah. Um, but it was only a few months after that, 
uh, and we got onto the main straight and obviously I could see there was these tire marks from going from one wall, wall of champions across to the other and then I was like, straight away, I was like, that's from Kevin Magnuson's car because he hit the wall, clouted it, car broke, spun across the track and then it was like that, it was this weird moment of it's like, it's not just on the telly, it's actually, yeah, like you're it there. actually happens in real life. Yeah. But I was just a few months late to see it happen in real mm. life. But yeah, so Alton Park was my first time at a live track with with all the noise, the kind of the energy. Even though it was just a track day, it wasn't like a race weekend, but there was yeah. still that energy. It's still and then really cool. Obviously, Silverstone, again, in summer, was probably the third time mm. at a track. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Sick. Nice one, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I haven't done Formula this year. Alton Park as well, we went for track days. Yeah, we we did you, you, you two when came when to the along. second one, didn't you? Yeah. yeah, was it when the... Was it the brake disc? Brake disc. Yeah. So just oh before he's God. like about to take you yeah. two out, he yeah. pulls back in, and then the brake disc is cracked. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty gutting. I, um, I managed to get a nice little uh, radio package though. For, uh, oh, you did. You did a little interview, didn't I you? I remember that. Plenty of, plenty of recording. You spoke to that catering guy, didn't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, uh, I was quite happy with the content I got there. To be that honest, that was, was re- that was really, was really good. Actually, I, I, I do look forward to going to track days again. I mean, yeah. and if you guys, if you guys are into your motorsport, I'd hundred percent recommend. Track yeah, because it's free Definitely. free entry for spectators. Yeah, it is, so yeah, yeah. you don't need to pay anything. It's cool. You get uh, to see all the cars. Just turn up. Everything. Any type of car. It's really good for if you're just like looking at cars. Because yeah. there was everything from one of the track days I went on. There was a Nissan Leaf. Like leaning over in the corner. <laughs> yeah. Someone was sending it in a <laughs> Nissan Leaf. And then there was also like an Audi BTCC car yeah. on the same day. So it's like you'll have a BTCC car go by. Followed by a Nissan Leaf, followed by like a C1, followed by <laughs> yeah. an Aerial Atom. So like the variety you oh, get is just, Atom, yeah. is you crazy. Get some, you, get, you get some fantastic track cars out on there, which are, uh, yeah, I, I think track days are fantastic. But uh, we need to do a social event or something where we're we all to watch a to, to watch a yeah. race. Yeah. Yeah. Did you go to um? Was it two CVs you went to? I did. I did. I went to a. Uh, I'm getting interviewed by our guests now. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, well, I did go, go to a, uh, over the summer, I went to a uh, 24-hour Citroen 2 CV race. That was absolutely fantastic. I've never been to a 24-hour race, and this is Citroen 2 CVs, uh, which if you don't know what a 2 CV is, a 2 CV is basically the, the, the old French-looking car. Yeah. Uh, they've got the two big sort of things. It's a bit like a Beetle, but it's a lot skinnier. Um, and it's French, not German. Um, but they, uh, they, they're fantastic. They're, they're, they're not very powerful at all. They've got 50 horsepower or something. Uh, 50 would be very generous, I would say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of these Being are very like, generous. They're, 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 yeah, um, and then you just get all these different teams. They're just amateur people, and they've just entered their 2CV car as a racer. They've got all events around the country, and that, that's, that's the 24-hour event at Snetterton, uh, which I believe is in, not Kent, Norfolk. Norfolk. That Grand would be cool to That was that was brilliant. You got uh, camp by the side of the track, so I go to sleep as the cars just driving past. You got all the LEDs and everything come on, watching the cars go past. There's no lighting mm. on the track as well. It's not like a, it's not like a night race. No. It's literally just like a dark road basically, and they've yeah. got uh, headlights, LEDs, and everything, so you can see them. Um, yeah, and I even ended up uh, having to push back one of the cars. Uh, nice. it, it came through. Me and my dad were just walking out from the paddock or something. Um, we were heading back to go get some food or something. Um, and then one of the cars is suddenly coming up the uh, coming up the little path. We were going down. Like one of the active cars in the race was like, "You give us a push," because basically you got a three lap penalty because twenty four hour race. Everyone ended up doing like the, the top 
uh, drivers did like 800 laps. Um, you got a three-lap penalty every time you had to get towed back because obviously you could just re-enter the race because oh, it was yeah. 24 hours if, if you had engine problems. They had like some sort of issue um, and uh, yeah, they didn't want to get a five-lap penalty so they pushed themselves back. So me and my dad ended up like sprinting down this hill pushing this little 2CV car. And then after all of that, the car retired oh. uh, about an oh. hour later. And this was... Unlucky yeah. touch. Yeah, yeah. apparently so. It was it was like number 24 or something. There were some French teams in there as well. Some natural... Oh. The French, French people are completely entertaining when it comes to racing. They had a state <laughs> agent. You're going to say completely insane. No. no. <laughs> I mean, there must be some degree of insane to think, oh, yeah. you know what, I'm going to get in a 2CV and drive it as fast as Definitely. I can for 24 hours. Well, no, of course not. I mean, the the, 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 the French, they want to come in and they want to... Uh, oh, no, we cannot have the English uh, taking over our 2CV cars. <laughs> We will not be beaten by the English. So they come up and they rock up and they get the estate agents to sponsor the cars. And in France, it's a very common thing to have estate agents have your, have your face as the picture, like a headshot. Yeah. So there's just these little like headshots of these like little random French people on the back of the car just getting ragged around these corners nice. in, in oh, Norfolk, God. England. It was, uh, yeah, it was, uh, they're all called like froggettes and everything. But froggettes. Yeah. Anyways, uh, that was, uh, that was two CV race. Um, yeah. That would be a fun social for us to do. Yeah, a right. 24 TCB hour race. I, I think Have we got the budget to buy a TCV? How much is TCV? I think there was someone selling them for five grand or something. Yeah, they're not 500 pounds anymore. If they were a couple no. hundred quid, I'd, yeah, you'd, you'd I think, think about it. But, but if yeah. we went to you, one, you can't get old cars cheap anymore. That would anymore. be so fun. You could still buy a cheap car. You can't yeah. get nice old cars cheap, though. No. The only cheap cars now, it's like Corsas, Fiestas. From yeah. like 20 years ago. It's not even yeah. like the nice, not even, not even, not even the nice ago, Fiestas. Like 10, 15 no. years exactly. Like yeah. any car that's early 90s or older that's nice, that used to be like a few hundred pounds mm -hmm. to get a cheap car, it's like three or four grand now. Yeah. I know. Because uh, I, I. I think it's. I blame the scrappage scheme. I blame the scrappage scheme. You reckon? <laughs> yeah. Because well, yeah, everyone's just, just, just. It's just cheaper. Because the government. It is actually. In. What was it? Like 2009, they were like. We've got all these old cars polluting up our roads. Let's encourage people to buy some new, better for the environment cars. So they were like, if you scrap your car, throw it in the bin, yeah. we'll give you money to get a nice new diesel car. Because yeah. and then they at the time, the and then obviously that's, that's not aged well for anybody. Yeah. So it's like a lose-lose because yeah. we've got all these diesel cars that no one wants now that are all out of Eulers again. And all of the like, Interesting old cars like old metros, Fiestas, like XR2s, old Escorts. Any no sort of interesting old car, the numbers just took a nosedive. Oh, no, Have you seen that website? Um, how many left? I love no. going on that website. Oh, uh, yeah, I haven't been on it. I want to see how many Vauxhall Novas are on it because there's one down my road. There'd be like 30. I looked up, there's this car yeah. I want to get. Uh, for my first car, and I was googling how many of them are in the country. Your first car-ish, your first yep, car. Not got one yet, unfortunately. But why not? Because you have to pass your test. Where's your car, Elliot? <laughs> Where's your car, Elliot? <laughs> you two can't even talk. Exactly, you, two you can't, can't say drive. anything. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anyway, I googled it. What is it? Uh, there's twenty something. Less it? than thirty. MX3, Mazda MX3. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so it's like a Mazda coupe thing, small. 1.8 litre V6. Mm. That sounds very nice. Mm. Just about insurable for a first time driver. Because only, only 130 brake. So Yeah, but it's, it's got a V6. It's tiny V6, so it's slow. Uh, but it's, it's just about insurable. I've run a few quotes, so I could just about afford it. You reckon? 
yeah. get saving then. Um, well, you've got to pass I've your already, test first. Already started getting saving. Well, that's obviously, that's just a given. But yeah, I Googled it, <laughs> and there's only less than 30 of them in yeah. the country. Yeah. So at the peak, in like that's 2000, insane. there was three or 4,000, mm. maybe 3,000 max. And then you look on the graph, conveniently, right around 2009, immediately goes downhill. So over the course of about mm. three years, it goes from like 2,500 cars to 100 cars. Mm. Just because they're all going in the bin. Yeah. Well, do you, do you think that they should stop bringing out, um, you know, how, uh, how cars have brought out some absolute, you know, they, they remake some of the classics. Um, yeah. What was it? The Aston Martin. Uh, they, they, they. What was the what was the uh, Aston Martin called that they kept that they remade from like the sixties? The Aston Martin. You're testing me now. Yeah. Was it the? Um, don't know. I'm trying to think. Because mm. they made the um, what was it yeah, called? They had that new DB5? one. That like is DB five. Aston Martin DB five. When did they remake a DB five? Oh, in like twenty sixteen. It's it, it's a very rare thing. It's cost like yeah. millions of pounds. But James they basically Bond car. It's, it's 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 like as in they basically have. Oh, they build like a one off. No, they, they, there was a, there, uh, was a, there was a few of them, I think. Uh, like it, like but a, not many. like a three off. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. Where they where they basically build one to one replica of the original chassis of the original yeah. design right, okay. everything. Oh, so you, uh, instead of like a engine, modern interpretation, modern you just mean like a the exact new, like same the thing. exact same yes, thing. Should, like like the uh, Eagle Speedster from Top Gear days. Yeah, yeah. I would 100% do that. I think. They I saw that. Yeah, I saw on new Top Gear last year, so you might not have seen it. They need it. to start doing that with like Vauxhall Astras from two thousand and three. Two thousand and three is a bit too new. Maybe like the eighties one. <laughs> no, because I was watching this uh, segment on new Top Gear, so not a lot of people might have watched it because everyone. Uh... I've watched some. I've watched some new Top Gear. Yeah, I've watched Freddie. I've watched a Freddie few. Flintov. Freddie McGuinness. Chris yeah. Harris is. is yeah, so I was watching that because yeah. uh, unlike some people, I actually don't mind new Top Gear. I don't mind it either. Because I, I mean, like I, I like it for the cars and the presenters are a bonus so yeah, if there's exactly. a show about cars then I'll still yeah. watch it but he was driving Peugeot 205 GTI made by this company I can't remember where they were based but for about 40 grand you could buy a brand new modern 205 GTI and they were comparing it to a modern car so I thought that was interesting because it's like for me that's a no-brainer it's like old cars they've just got so much more character yeah and they look so much more interesting I know yeah and if it has like the like, um, what's the word? Like the precision of a modern car, with like the style and the good vibes of an old car. That's a no-brainer for me. The Mark One Golf GTI. There you go. Well, it's t-shirt. Yeah, um, but not yet. But what's a Peugeot two hundred five GTI? In uh, they get they, someone has remade one of them. Yeah, I think you can go and buy one. And there's it's not it's not one of those like multi-million pound. It's like yeah. someone's making these cars again, but you have to be part of the 0.1% to be able to afford it, whereas... These are affordable. Yeah, I think, he said, I think they said on the segment it was about 40 grand. Well, so that's affordable. obviously relatively affordable. affordable. But if you're in the market <laughs> for like a Golf, new Golf GTI yeah. or a Focus RS or something like that... It depends on the reliability, though. It's uh, the French car. Yeah, it's, it's, been someone's, be it's been remade by some guy in a shed yeah. in Norfolk, so it's... Got oh, Norfolk, Norfolk yeah, but <laughs> Lotus is from Norfolk, and we know how Lotus yeah, is Yeah, French going. car improved by the British can only go French, can French, only go well. Yeah, yeah French well. car improved by residents of Norwich. Uh, the French cars are cool, though. That's that's one hill that I'll die on. I think 
a lot of French cars are very cool. Clio's, mm-hmm. Renault, Renault in general, they've they've made some cool cars because they were like, Let, you see this Clio we've got, what will make this cooler? Let's get a V6 engine, put it in the back and make it rear wheel drive. It's like, they, they're just something <laughs> about these French madness. They, their brains are different. They're oh, mad. Lunatics. Insane. <laughs> Lunatics. But would you, so, so would you want French designers if you're a car, if you're a car maker? I, it depends. If you were doing um, one of those where you pick different elements from each country, you would have to have some of that, like, and definitely an element of French car design in there because they just make so many kind of just cool cars. Yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm not, I'm, I, don't, I don't have enough in my mind right yeah. now to be able to, no, to, be able to think about my... Can you not think any... To think about what, 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 how I would make a dream car. You need to, you need to think no. about this. I yeah. would have to properly... I wouldn't be able to do it off the top of my head, but yeah. I would... No. would it would be of, French for you. I don't know if it would be you, French, You can't make it entirely French. You'd need to have, like... If you could, like, define the thing that makes French cars French cars are interesting. supposed to have a good ride. Yeah. Because yes, that's because, Citroens uh, have a good ride. Citroens, yeah. yeah. uh, especially the 2CV, which was kind of designed for post-war, um, where France was was in some tatters and everything. Um, and, uh, some tatters. Yeah, and uh, the, 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 the grounds were a bit rough, a bit... A bit, a bit rough around the edges, you know, and uh, people would come out, uh, yeah, and then so they designed the two CV to be nice and springy and uh, make it a bit more of a pleasant ride, um, and it makes it very entertaining. I think it was. I did do some research on this for the two CV. It was. Oh, I don't know. I'd have to be reminded, but it was early fifties, late forties. I'm pretty sure that, that first became a a thing. Right. Anyhow. Anyway. So, moving on. on. Moving on. So, we just want to talk a bit about Formula E, you know. Formula E? Formula E. Mm. Do you like a bit of Formula E? Not a lot of people talk about Formula E, actually. I am actually quite positive about Formula E. Oh, funny that. Yeah, fantastic. Fantastic. I thought we we spiced it up a bit this week. A bit of Formula E silly season. First thing, Nick DeVries, Mm. back in Mahindra. He's coming back. Yeah. I saw that. I've not been keeping too up to date with it. No. But I did see something on my feed about Nick DeVries coming back. But I think back. it's quite nice. Is it? It's nice to have him back. Who have they gotten rid of? Degrassi? Was it Degrassi? Who's, who's, who's uh, gone? Yeah, so I Is think Degrassi gone? if I am correct, I don't want to get this wrong. So Nick DeVries has gone back to Mahindra. Mahindra. And I guess because um, and gone from Mahindra? Drivers. So... I'm just happy now that uh, Jake Dennis won something. Mm, world champion. Yeah. 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 World champion. As he should. Yeah, was, well. it, was it 2020 that he almost won it? Or was it? It might have been 2020 or 2021. I remember it was one 20, year. It was 2021. There was like four, four drivers. There was one year it. I was like going into the final round. I was like, go on. I'll back a bit of Jake Dennis here. I'm sure, I think I'm he's sure that this. was 2021. Ah. They were in Berlin and then, uh, for the final Berlin, race. Yep, yeah. And then he's going along and then rear of the car has a problem and he's just and he's gone. scrapes along the wall. Yeah. And I was like... Yeah. It's just, just every. It seems like every driver I back, as soon as I start back in that them, Berlin race, it goes down. Literally, different. I was the same with Charles Leclerc. It's just something He's about gone. me. It's like after 2020, I was like a bit of a Hamilton fan in 2020. Yeah. And then I was like, you know what? Given the choice, I'd rather see Hamilton get an eighth than Verstappen get his first. Controversial. How come? Controversial. In, in, in 2021, let's say. Once he's got yeah. his eighth. Yeah. Then, then I don't care. That was my thought. So after 2020, I was like, go on, I'd, ra- I'd rather see Hamilton get it. And then as soon as soon as I'm like, go on back. Invested in, into yeah, it. Yeah, invested. Then you can like pinpoint me. So have we got a Nico, a Nico a, Rosberg curse here? 
for you. Oh, it, yeah, it feels that's like so it. true. Every driver that I back, so you're cursed. Yeah, well, in, it was happened with Lewis Hamilton. Obviously, into 2021, he was still performing very well in that season, but he had a bit more mistakes in him. Mm. Uh, obviously, we all know how that ended. And yeah. then 2022, again, the uh, results weren't there. I'm not going to say his performance wasn't there. It's difficult no, to argue that he's yeah. as good as he was in 2020. But it's also difficult to argue that he isn't in the top three drivers on the grid for me. Yeah. For Lewis Hamilton. No, I'd agree. Yeah. I'd agree. Mm. And so then 2023 is like, I think, I think again, we digress slightly. We have digressed. Yeah. In but Formula that's fine. E, we have, it was, we uh, have plenty of time yeah. to talk it was about Jake Formula Dennis. One in a minute. In Formula it E, it was Jake, Jake Dennis. Dennis where I was like, go on. It was I'd between back a bit Dennis of Jake and Dennis Verline, here. wasn't it? Was it? Because it was, it, was sure. it the year De Vries won it? No, I can't remember. No, Verline, Verline won the first race of this season. This, in, oh, in, this year. In this the year, year just was, gone. Yeah. Yes, that's this what I'm talking was, about. Yeah. And then Cassidy came out of nowhere. Yeah. And then Verline kind of fell off. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, Jake Dennis finally won something. Because I was, I was uh, at the start of I mean, I don't follow Formula E maybe as much as I should have, but I do, I do keep up to date in sort of who's doing well. Yeah. And to see Pas- Pascal Verline doing very well That's at the top of the thingy uh, with Porsche as well, which, you know, I think Porsche are already doing well in motorsport. I know people were talking about them coming into Formula One. I think mm. it was, uh, you know, it was it, it was definitely good to see, and it would have been nice to see him as a world champion, German driver in German car. Yeah, didn't work that. in Formula One with Michael Schumacher, but it's. Uh, or potentially Sebastian no. Vettel with Audi, would people want that to happen? I don't think that. I happen. don't think that'll happen. But, but um, to answer the where Luke Lucas Degrassi has gone, ABT Cupra. Ooh. That's where he's gone they for the tenth are season. Struggling, I believe. Yeah, I, you don't really hear much about them, do you? No. Really? Last year, uh, they were, let's say, in the bottom half. Mm. Yeah, I, I noticed there was that one round where they just decided to make a car that was really good, and then they like qualified like on a one-two, and then they went back to being in the bottom half again. But I think the where yeah. was that? Where was this one-two? Um, I think it was Berlin. Berlin, because it was like mixed conditions, and for whatever reason, in those conditions, the the uh, package they had worked really well, and then it after was, that, uh, it was back to usual. It was so uh, like uh, what's it called Williams um, last year in uh, Hungary. Well, they somehow managed in 2022, where somehow Nicholas Latifi put it top in, in first practice. Oh, my goodness, I like forgot Alex, about that. Alex that I don't know if that was Williams. I think that's just third. Latifi being the You goat. think that's just yeah. Latifi? For one, lap, for one lap, he was like, maybe I am the goat. He is. And then... The he next, did quite well in Silverstone as well, the I'm next sure. Lap he got like he was P10. Like, I can't remember. Race before yeah, or something. It just starts raining, and then he becomes Senna. Yeah, apart from, <laughs> apart from in Japan last year where he was not sent well, he would have he been sent no. the wrong way. If yeah, he, that's uh, true. But he just had a bit fun. of a flashback to 1989 and then was like, forgot which way the track went. <laughs> he was doing the prost of turning in earlier. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just there was no center up the inside for yeah. him to whoop. And then he blamed it on the car. <laughs> like, oh, I don't know what happened there, guys. <laughs> yeah. Just went the wrong way. Sorry, guys. Sorry. I mean, that's the kind of thing I would do, and I'm not a Oh, I'd, oh, I would do it all the time. All right, fantastic. Um, I think I've pr- pretty much drained my Formula E knowledge for the time yeah. being. Ooh, do you want to talk got... about the car? I like the car. You talk about the, the car. Tell us a bit about the car. Tell us so a bit the about the Gen 3 Formula E. Yes. I have Formula I can't... Educate us. I don't keep up to date with it as much as some other series. Mm. Yeah. Um... I Indy enjoy Cup. partaking in watching it sometimes. Mm. I think it's really the main, exciting I, I noticed last year, I really like the new car. 
Yeah. Gen 3 car. It's like they sort of pointy. It's very pointy. The McLaren it one does looks look like a, bit a Dorito. Like a the McLaren um, is a giant Dorito going around. It does around. take a bit of getting used to visually. But yeah. I think the what they've done with the up in the power, so it's more powerful this year, and it's still on some fairly skinny, uh, basically road tires. Yeah. So it's very squirmy. Oh, that's yeah. very good. And it's also in very tiny as well. So when you go to Monaco, they are. honestly, this year I was more excited for the Formula E Monaco race than the Formula One because I, I mm. knew They've it was going to be a They've got two different banger. layouts of yeah. Monaco, don't they? they or if they're only using they one. Used oh, they used to run a shorter layout short one anymore? because old Formula E cars, obviously like electric cars, mm-hmm. when they were newer, didn't have the range. So when they used to swap cars in the middle of the race, they ran a shorter layout. Uh, and I, I believe it was something to do if they weren't powerful enough to get up the hill either. But uh, but now fair. they can get yeah, up the hill. It was, mm-hmm. it was literally and they can a sandbox, wasn't it? They go down immediately, cut in straight into the swimming pool section to back mm-hmm. yeah. with that. But yeah, this year it's the full track. And yeah, I was more excited for Formula E in Monaco this year yeah. than the Formula One. They always have really exciting overtakes. Because the cars, they're just the cars are so, so small. And but some people yeah. would say I think that's the, the key. So, yeah, some would say though it's it's a bit silly. I, I know that some people have been saying that, that they find Formula E a bit silly and a bit hard to watch because they've got all of this attack mode and this. They they make some people think it's almost like a Mario Kart thing. What I would you say to that? I, I would say that. they, they think you, it's a bit of a Mickey Mouse driving if competition. You not serious. Read about it and yeah. you read the rule. Yeah, you think that's quite silly. But then you have to remember that there's no pit stops in Formula E. Yeah. So if there was there. They need to do something to have a bit of strategy in the race. So the way they run it this year for attack mode was you can either do you need to do eight total minutes of the race. Yeah. You can either do it in two four minutes or a two minutes and a six minutes or a six minutes and a two minutes. Right. So the idea is you go on a slower racing line, so you're losing time. So it's like pitting, but then you gain power. So it's a bit like going for an undercut or something. So there is an element of like undercut or overcut. Or if you're stuck behind somebody and you can't get past. They do their attack mode, so they've got more power, but you could overcut them by driving faster, so then when you get your attack mode, you're... So attack mode actually loses time. So you lose time when you do it, because it's off the racing line. So um, an example on a Formula One track might be... Uh, Monaco, it was at Mirabeau, I'm pretty sure I watched them do it. Yes, so you go around the outside, so it's like you take a compromise line. So in Spa, for example, you might go all the way around the outside of La Source. Yeah. Rather okay. than going up to the apex, so it's like you take a longer line, you lose maybe one or two seconds, yeah, and then you gain fifty oh. to one hundred horsepower. I can't remember what it yeah. is. Hmm. Um, so you often drop back a few positions, was it and then you have more power to casino make it up. One. It was at the edge. Of the might thing. be the casino. It was at the end. Of, it was, a, was it the, It was at the end of the hill. You turn left. I think the left on the way down the hill. and then right. Was it's it on the way down at the, the top of the hill? At the top of the hill. It might be Casino. Then. Yeah, I think it is Casino. It's Casino on Mirabeau. But yeah. I, I well, don't hate... Beau Ravage is the hill. Yeah. I don't hate the attack mode in Formula E. I think, no, I think, I it think makes they it really need to do exciting. something to add in... Yeah. What would you think if they added something mode? like that to Formula 1? Though? I think... Oh, I, don't I don't think know. there's a Cars need for it in Formula 1. Because they have it in Formula E to add an element of strategy when there's no pit stops. So I think they wouldn't. you wouldn't need that in Formula 1 because there was pit stops. Yeah. 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 That's I just my don't thoughts. I think it would just be yeah, no but need yeah. for it. I think they need to make the F1 cars smaller. I think oh, they need 100%. to look at look at what's going on in Formula E. Yeah. And be like we need to make our number one priority making yeah, these cars smaller. That was the thing last week. I was mm-hmm. all about the SUVs, but the Formula One cars. Everything's too big. Too big. Is way too big. big. Formula One car the wheels. is bigger than an SUV. In Silverstone, they had an yeah. Aston Martin. Yeah. And I walked up to it 
and obviously I was I looked I took one look at it and I was like, hang on, this isn't a real one, this is a show car because it had all the error was like, like yeah. no yeah. detail and everything and I was kind of disappointed. But the size, That's it was huge. Had, Bentley was there as well. Yeah. It was bigger than a Bentayga, wider, mm-hmm. maybe not wider. It was about the same width as a Bentayga and longer. Yeah. And God. I was like, there's yeah. something's got to change because Formula E cars are about 1.6 meters wide. Mm. The F1 cars are two meters wide. Yeah. And they used to be 1.8 meters wide. But even in the 90s, when they were two meters wide, uh, there was still racing. So mm-hmm. I think the width isn't everything. But obviously, if they're 1.8, 1.7 meters wide, it helps. Yeah. Especially in somewhere like Monaco. But I think yeah. the main things would be length and weight. They need yeah, to bring the weight ridiculously down. ridiculously heavy now. Mm-hmm. And, and obviously, see. weight would come down with size coming down. If you drop the width by like 1.5 meters... I mean, not the width, the length. Yeah, you can't drop the width by 1.5 meters. If you drop the width, it would literally just be him tiny in there. Mario Kart. Yeah, if you drop the length by about 1.5 meters, drop the width by about 0.3 meters, already you're losing, there's less car, so it'll weigh less. Mm-hmm. And then I think the thing with the hi- hybrids as well, they are all the batteries and stuff, it adds weight. Yeah. Um, and I think I think it's the wrong direction to go to be increasing the electrical power. I guess we're we're still are we still talking about Formula E or Yeah. I've changed the subject. You, uh, well you talk about what you know, talk you about just whatever. Okay. carry on going. Yeah, so I think I think it's the wrong direction to go to increase the electrical power of the engine. I can kind of see why they've done it, but I think the priority should be um investing in the sustainable fuels. Yeah. Because if you can have a completely sustainable fuel, like what Sebastian Vettel does with his uh race cars whenever he goes to Goodwood or something, then you can have a simpler engine. Yes. Like you could even make it like a V8 or something, like a two, two or three litre V8. Uh, Jacob's oh, Jacob's here. here. No, Mr. Jacob. Boss man, boss man. He's not the boss of anything. Well, no, he he's boss man boss right everything. now. <laughs> he's Jesus. Jacob's whole, whole uh, mindset is don't be the boss of anything so you have no <laughs> responsibility. <laughs> if you have a sustainable fuel, you get a. You don't need batteries. You can have a smaller engine, smaller car because you don't need to fit in a battery and all the hybrid tech. And then you've got a lighter car, and then it's using less energy to accelerate the car. So you don't need a thousand horsepower. You could only have like you could have six or seven hundred, and it'd be just as fast mm. if you've got a lighter car. Yeah. yeah. And I think part of the reason the weight's gone up is safety because you've got rate. things 100%. like you've got the yeah. halo, yeah. new side impact structure. Everything's getting stiffer. And all of these things, but I think if you just have a smaller car without the hybrid and like prioritize weight, then that that will Is lead this to better Formula racing. One or Formula E? I'm saying I'm saying Formula, Formula One should, one, should yeah. look at Formula E and yeah. see how well it's going for them with their small Definitely. car and be like, we need to look at that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I guess another part of it is refueling as well. Obviously, there's the uh, pros and cons yeah. to refueling, but if you allow refueling, then it means you can have a smaller fuel tank, yeah. which means you Lighter. can have a smaller car which is lighter, mm-hmm. and the car's always lighter, but then there is a things with refueling. And yeah. IndyCar do refueling. Fires, yeah. Uh, they don't have fires. They, like, splash a bit of water on it. Yeah. But um, refueling does sometimes lead to a bit of a harder-to-understand race, like we had in Qatar. So whenever mm-hmm. I'm watching an that IndyCar race, ridiculous. it's yeah. like there's always three or four pit stops. Yeah. I'm kind of like, who's where? So when everyone was like, I couldn't follow the... Formula One race, I was just like, that's how it feels to watch an IndyCar Indy. race. Yeah. So you, 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 it, it is harder to keep up with what's going on do you think, when you've got the refueling. Do you think element. that makes IndyCar trucks, the, 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 they, they don't have so much of a necessity to be 
good tracks in IndyCar because because you have all of these different aspects in IndyCar where you, it's all a bit of a shake up and everything with the pit stops and everything. Because we have a new track in IndyCar, the Nashville. Ooh. Nashville. Uh, Nashville. Yes. Um, which is supposed to be the season finale for 2024. That would be interesting. Have they changed the layout? Did They, they did change the layout, didn't they? Did they? Uh, I remember Nashville, it, it was a bit like, if you imagine Baku 2017, 2018, but more. That's yeah. kind of what Nashville was. It was like there'd be two laps. Someone would go in the wall, safety car, or they call it a caution over in America. No, I mean we we want caution whack. comes out. You get half a lap and then someone bins it again. So yeah. it was it was a very very yellow race. We that one. We wanna um, yeah because Nashville is supposed to be twenty twenty. This is the updated version. My fantastic. You've done we, a little drawing. Yeah, yeah. We want we want someone to basically. Yeah. I think they we, they we, might have updated it for yeah. this year. We want someone to put year. on the thing. Yeah. For this this is the twenty twenty four. This is a that's season the, so, finale. So is, that's the this one they've the, updated. This is the new version okay, of the okay. Nashville track, which is the twenty twenty four. Maybe it'll be slightly better. And the paddock is. Yeah, it's it's. it's the, I'm pretty sure to get out of the pit lane or something, you, you you're gonna need. Uh, well, at least to get to the paddock, there's a bridge over a river. The track goes over a bridge, and it's basically a little estate area. It's, yeah. It doesn't IndyCar look, does have some interesting, me, interesting track layouts. Let's yeah, say. it reminds mm-hmm. me of some of these. Well, Vegas as well doesn't look fantastic I was going to say, yeah, it looks very much like it's, Vegas. I think, I think part of it as well, because we're wanting to grow the American audience in Formula One, yeah, but, but a hell of a lot of, uh, you know, they want to do loads of street tracks and everything on these big, and these big things. They're going to be boring races. But, the the architecture that the United States uses, it does make it quite an industrialization. It's yeah. very square. Yeah, because yeah, they did that um, another IndyCar race this year. I think they went to Detroit. Yes, so I'm still not happy about this because Belle Isle, the old Detroit track, I've played that on the sim. I really enjoy that track. It's quite fun. Yeah, because yeah. that's like on a little park. It's a it's similar to Montreal in a way, okay. where it's like a park on an island with some roads. But then mm-hmm. you're not limited to like the grid of the city, so it's but like yeah. a street track. Yeah. But it's you can have an interesting layout. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it flows a little bit. more. That was a fun track, and then they decided to bin that off and go to a street track in with, the city. It was basically with like, lots of ninety degree corners. Yeah. And it was like it just kind of, it was still a good race because it's like because it's IndyCar, but it felt, I don't want to say less exciting, but because it was just a very it was like another gritty street track. Pit yeah. lane was really weird where it was um, half the pit lane was on one side and half the pit lane was on the other side of a car park. So you go in the middle and then you'd move to the left or the right just to fit it in. Well, so you'd have to go either left or right depending on which way your team was. Yes. Oh. Because there wasn't a place on the on the main straight. Um, it wasn't wide enough to fit a pit lane. So it was like the back straight. But the back straight wasn't long enough to fit the pit lane, Got so yeah. they yeah. put it in width-wise. But I do think IndyCar is good for a variety of tracks. It's probably one of the best for that. Yeah, they are. They do just have a lot of. It it feels like they've got a lot of these ninety-degree corner street tracks. Yeah. Um, but then they've also got ovals. They've got like the super speedways. Yeah. And the small ovals, and there's a quite a lot of good purpose-built racetracks mm-hmm. in America as well, like Road America, Mid-Ohio, Portland. Yeah. All of those are very fun as well. So I think IndyCar, they managed to have a good variety of tracks. Definitely. Yeah. Fantastic. Right. Shall we, uh, I think, I think, so, some, some questions. Some I questions. think some questions. Is it question time? I think it might okay-ish. be a bit of question time. 
We've got some fun little questions oh, to ask. Okay. Okay. Just going to do a little segment of Would You Rather. Okay. Are you ready? Okay. Will it be car related or? Car related. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. good. Okay, good. Okay, yeah. Good. Not just <laughs> like ask you random asking me questions. random questions. Okay. No. Okay. Would you rather be Ayrton Senna or Alan Prost? Alan Prost. Okay. Would you rather be a great driver in the 1980s or the 2000s slash 2010 era? I, it's hard to say because I feel like if you were a great driver in the 1980s, mm-hmm. there will be a certain type of people that will argue that makes you better than the type of people, than the drivers of the 2010s because those cars in the 1980s, they had the big turbos, yeah. manual gearbox. Uh, but I'd probably have to go to the 2000s, 2010s just because that's more what I know. An interesting, yeah, I would say the same. An interesting point as well is, that, you know, if, People didn't train as much as they do now. Yes. Um, yeah, that's very, very true. Um, Maybe that's of good course, for me you, had, you didn't have, gym. you know, you didn't have power steering and things like that. Some of the, uh, especially earlier on, the 50s and 60s, the cars and big wheels. Yeah. They would have been huge. a hell of a workout. How people managed to do that, I have no idea. But um, I don't know. They're a lot more difficult to control. But again, drivers, it's all about marginal gains nowadays, isn't it? Which you didn't get back then. It was yeah. just kind of, you put your car out there within the regulations, hope it's quick. Not that's, actually necessarily. That's a good point, actually. Because I guess maybe if you know some of the things you know now and you go back to the 1980s, could you be like a better driver if you go to the gym every day, do the intense training they go through? Yeah. You'd then, because no one had done that back then. Because it was Michael Schumacher, I believe, who, who like pioneered that. He would like mm-hmm. ease himself and like become as fit as he possibly could. Yeah. Uh, but before that, it wasn't really a thing. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Okay, next one. Would you rather drive one race without a rear wing or one race without a front wing? Do the other cars have no, their wings? Just you. So it's just me. So either yep. way, I'll be at the back, slower yep. than everyone. Yeah. Yep. Which one do you think you could handle better? It depends. I think I'd I'd probably... Because if you've got no front wing, mm-hmm. you'll have like the most amount of understeer you've ever yep. had, which means as long as you slow down enough for the corner, you'll be grand. You'll be fine. Unless it'll it's just very be. Wet. It'll be. You have to be very yeah, patient. If you had no rear wing, whereas if you had no rear, rear wing, yeah. got no rear grip, especially if you've got like a full size front wing. I guess yeah. In the pit stop, you might ask them to take <laughs> as much front wing off as you can. Yeah. But yeah, that aero balance wise, that would be very yeah. challenging. But it I mean, be. it might be quite fun because I mean I. I tend to prefer a slightly oversteer car. Oh, yeah. It's just it's okay. much it's harder Fair to enough. harder to control. Yeah. So obviously for qualifying, I'd I'd rather have a <laughs> an oversteer car when I'll have four attempts at a lap. One yeah. of them I'll put together, and then the other three I'll like make a mistake. But with Very an understeer car, the peak pace isn't there. Like it's easier to get pace out of an oversteer car. It's just harder to do it consistently. I would say. Yeah. Easier to be consistent with an understeer car. So it just depends what I was wanting. I'd, if I went for the no rear wing, I might be having a bit more fun, but I'm also risking uh, going backwards into a wall yeah. at 180 miles an hour. Definitely. Got very good points, you I love would so say. Definitely. Huh? You love that. I love a good definitely. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. Okay. Would you rather win in Monaco or Silverstone? Ooh. Home Grand Prix or the I big think it, Grand Prix? I think it would depend because I think part of the reason why Silverstone is so special for a lot of drivers mm-hmm. is the fans. 
Yeah. So if you were like the British driver, if you were like the everyone's favorite driver and you win and then you've got that crowd kind of all cheering yeah. for you, that must be quite a feeling. But obviously, I don't know mm-hmm. if I was, depends if maybe if they didn't like me, then I don't know. It might not be that, <laughs> might not be that good. Because I mean, as a track, Silverstone, yeah. I do think it's got some fun corners, but because it's an old airfield, it is very flat. Whereas circuits like Monaco, like Spa, like yeah. Austria, that elevation does mean that they are it's got a bit more Monaco. interesting. I'd say it's got to be Monaco. It's such so I think a challenge. If you're taking the marginal, you have to be exactly taking the fans out of it. Mm-hmm. It would probably be Monaco. But if yeah. the fans were on your side, mm-hmm. let's say, then yeah. that that feeling must probably yeah. would probably outweigh. Like say, if Lando Norris won at Silverstone, yeah. oh, that, that would, would be crazy. that would be. I mean, insane. you saw what it was like oh. when he came oh. second. Imagine oh, if he yeah. wins. Exactly. Okay. Would you rather have Christian Horner as your team principal or Toto Wolf? Trying to have a think. Because I think Christian Horner, obviously I feel like he is he can be controversial at times. But yeah. if he's your team principal, mm-hmm. let's say you're Max Verstappen, he's your team principal, you know that he he's gonna you. he's gonna defend you, he's gonna yeah. do all these things. And I mean obviously he's he does do does that make certain decisions? But obviously, yeah. it's, I think worked. It really, it's worked for him. It really so. depends exactly. on the, 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 you, your profile as a driver, your your character, what role you're playing. Yeah, I feel like mm. I'm. I might get on with Toto Wolf a little bit more because sometimes the way they do their drivers, it's like it works for them. Yeah, but that's definitely. not how. Has it been working though recently? They keep coming in past blows. years, though. Last, last, He's done well. Yeah, I know, but, they're, they're, but but Mercedes have traditionally had this number one, number two driver. Now they've now they're treating their drivers equally, mm-hmm. and they're crashing. Well, yeah, that's I, true. I mean, so there is that, but I guess I guess if you're, but no one's talking about it because they're not on the front. I think it's a good job that that crash was obvious to blame. Yeah. If let's say, because it was, you look at it and you're like, yeah, that's on. Hamilton. Yeah. If it was a 50-50 crash, mm-hmm. let's say it's for the lead, Verstappen's yeah. not there, mm-hmm. and they both think the other one's at fault, that's mm-hmm. going to have more of a fallout. So I think it's a good yeah. job. It was one-sided, Definitely. let's say, because that means yeah. Lewis Hamilton's like, yeah, that was my fault, and Russell's like, yeah, don't worry about it. And then maybe because they've now had this crash, they're like... Do you feel that was only because of teammates that Hamilton owed up just on, on the moment, or do you feel like anyone else would have owed up to that? Or do you think it was just because it was his teammate? I feel I like to think he would have owned up because I think in yeah. when he did the same thing in Spa last year, he did. I believe eventually he said it was yeah, his eventually. fault. I can't quite eventually. remember, but but yeah, I think because it's thing is with something like that, it is quite a small misjudgment with big consequences. Yeah, exactly. But maybe because it's happened now, they will. Mm. They're mm-hmm. like, hang on, that was bad. We can't do that. So they've they've now yeah. reached the point, and since they're still on good terms, they might. Yeah. They might not crash again. Who knows? Maybe they'll. It'll be even yeah. worse this weekend. Nico and then, Rosberg, and then someone will someone will yeah. clip this, and they'll be like, God. "What's this guy? This yeah. guy knows nothing. This He's got no wheel nothing. knowledge at all." <laughs> yeah. There's always going to be someone to say that, right? Of no course matter what there you've is. got to say. Of right. There is. I think. On to the next. We're we're right short. On to the next. Let's do it. Right. Andretti, eleventh team. Yes. How so, do we feel? How do we feel about this one, Ish? What's your opinions? What's my opinion? So I think there's nothing wrong with more teams. Okay. If you're on the grid, mm-hmm. you're not going to agree because it's in their best interest to yeah. 
to not want more teams because obviously if F1 teams have a certain value now because of yeah. how popular F1 is, there's only 10 of them. So let's if you say the the total value of F1 teams is $20 billion, if there's 10 teams, each team's worth $2 billion. Yeah. If there's 12 teams, each team's worth $1.5 and no one wants to be worth less. But I think exactly in every way it would be better for everybody else if there's more teams. Yeah. The the point I like to bring up is the uh, the interview James Vowles, obviously Williams team principal, has done with uh, Sky F1. I think it was on the Friday practice before the Qatar Grand Prix. And basically summarising this whole situation, um, Andretti coming in will, um, because they have supposedly proven to F the FIA that they will be financially stable and can manage in Formula One yes. and hopefully be competitive. But um, they will have to pay a two hundred million uh, dollars, pounds, whatever it is, um, mm -hmm. uh, dilution fee, which is basically they're going to pay it to Formula One as an organizer, and they're going to split it between all the teams to basically compensate them for taking up some of the prize pot um, and the money that is getting shared out to the teams, um, because it's basically a piece of pie which is being split equally ten ways, essentially. Yeah. Um, and, and now that, that bit of 10 is still going to be the same amount of money, but split between 11. And this 200 million is basically to offset the losses by, the, by them splitting out into less. Um, but uh, Mr. Vowles at Williams does not um, believe that the dilution fee will by any means cover um, any potential losses because of sponsorship elements, you know, there'll yeah. be there'll be a new team. There's a, there's a there's more of a diluted market for sponsors. There's 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 less and less spots for. Well, I mean, there's there's more spots for sponsors. Sponsors could easily bounce between each other, and people are not getting as much money in as for sponsors as they could because sponsors might go elsewhere. Um, and uh, but apparently the FIA have said that. Um, Andretti are fit to join the sport um, and that they'd like that to happen soon um, and they're actually there is supposed to be 12 entry slots in Formula 1 rather than 10 yeah there because are. there are 10 yeah. now there's supposed to be 10 there's supposed to be 12 entry slots and only 10 of them are being filled so this pot of so this pot of sort of money that's being split between the teams that's, that's of 10 people now they're worried about it going to 11 the FIA are actually saying it should be a 12 yeah, yeah. it should be 12 could be 13 but mm -hmm. it used to be 26 teams in the 90s yeah well, well, not 2016 had, 26 cars yeah well you, <laughs> well, you used to have to pre, 20, 26 pre, teams would be a lot but that'd be more than more than that yeah. as well well there was 26 cars there was 26 yeah. entry slots to the but race but then there was even more pre-qualifying pre because it was a lot more affordable um, basically the long story short is that James Vowles Williams team principal and I'm sure all, uh, all of the other smaller teams. So yeah, I know Gunther Steiner yeah, said have, lots of things have, about it as well. You'll have Haas, you'll have uh, yeah. uh, Alpine maybe perhaps. it isn't really um, fair on smaller teams, I would I would say. Um, and uh, yeah, they, they want uh, proof that adding a second American team, and not forgetting we have three American tracks already. Yeah. And that's competing with IndyCar, which is already, and NASCAR as well. Americans love their NASCAR. How is by adding another American team on top of all of this and the competition already, how is that going to grow the sort of value of Formula One, the pot, the prize pot, you know, if you like? Yes. That's what they want the proof of because there's already an American team. 
So why yeah. do they need to add a second one? It'd be nice to have an American team that's actually good though. Yeah, like up up in the up in the points every uh, <laughs> well, why every race. Like, why 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 didn't this thing happen? What six years ago when they added Haas? Well, that's a good question. Haas, Haas have never been particularly. To me, no, they run on a much that. smaller budget. Not budget. Yeah. The way they operate their team is different to the way most other people operate their teams. So they they buy in all of their parts, the maximum amount of allowed parts from Ferrari. They pay another company to design their chassis. Mm. And they have like much less employees than everybody else. So I think they are an example of how far can you go with the lowest amount of resources. Mm. And there's been times where it's gone well for them. Um, 2018, for example, fighting for fourth in the constructors. I think they finished fifth in the end. Might have got fourth if um, Grosjean had pulled his finger out the first half of the season. But uh, <laughs> they got fifth in the end. Yeah. Um, but then after that, 2019, 2020, 2021 podium, weren't as good. 2022, they were all right. And then they got outdeveloped. And then this year, they're struggling again. So I think maybe that yeah. says more about Haas's business model. Definitely. Than on yeah. the way they operate their team rather than, um, what's it called? rather than having another team or an American mm -hmm. team in general. Because I feel like Andretti... They have multiple teams. They're already in IndyCar, fairly yeah. successful in IndyCar. Yeah. Um, they're not like a top top team in IndyCar, I don't think, but they are. They have big uh, operations. They've got yeah, lots, they do. lots of employees. Not wrong. Yeah, they know exactly. what was there. They, exactly. Yeah, so, they yeah. know what they're doing when it comes to that sort of racing. I believe they're in. They're in Formula E as well. They might be in a few other things. Mm -hmm. So I think they know what they're doing. They've got money, especially if the backing of General Motors. I feel like it would be naive to compare Andretti to Haas just because they're American, because they're yeah, the way they're exactly. both going to yeah, operate would I be agree. so different. But it's it's also the fact that these teams are already in a big loss. These Formula One teams, you know, Williams um, lost twenty million pounds last year. That's you know, and over half the grid is is in a loss. So by adding another team, and meaning that the income of these teams is going to be even less. But there's still the expenditure, the competition will still be the same. There'll be increased competition, so they're going to have to be spending more money. and then, But they have less of a budget to do so, essentially. Yeah. Why, you know, this is, you know, I think, I think um, Vowles had said that actually it's, it's important to have an 11th team, but only when we're stable enough. Because right now, it would be fantastic for the sport, don't get me wrong. I would absolutely love to see a bit more competition yeah, there. And if really, they could really if they could come in and instantly be fighting for points. Yeah. Spicing it up a it little bit. It makes it so much That would be brilliant. But so much better. Can they can they financially you know, can 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 it actually financially grow the sport for it to be sustainable? Because it's looking quite unlikely. I think that is why there is a lot of negative backlash to there being an eleventh team from the teams, it's not selfish, it's not them wanting more money, it's, it's just them trying them. to survive. Yeah, trying to survive in a sport where it's money, money, money. It's I think difficult. to me, I don't know about, I mean, I could be wrong, but the way I interpret all of them talking about this is they're obviously going to say that. I mean, Formula One teams have been known to, let's say, exaggerate things when it's going to benefit them. Yeah. So I think it's possible that it's, there's a level of exaggeration there. I'm not disputing any of these 
mm, yeah, things. Exactly, but I mean, when yeah. have Formula One teams ever been profitable? This do you know true. what I mean? It's like this is true. they've never been profitable. Formula One is a is a is a rich sport, but again, but there's there is, you know, people are always going to be pumping in money to it, and there is a re- there is there is going to be profit in Formula One. If not, you wouldn't end up with yeah. teams. But such I think as for McLaren. the first time, we're in a position where there could be profit in Formula One because no. of the cost yeah. cap. There, there would have been there would have been before. You know, well, why else would teams such as McLaren, Ferrari, and that live on for so long? I mean, I probably should know more about this about the profitability of Formula One, but I think the it was like they'd make four hundred million in a year mm-hmm. and then spend 400 million in a year mm. yeah so there so was there wasn't a lot of anything profit and especially i think something like mercedes i think the actual again i could be wrong but as far as i know the actual f1 team a lot of the money was just coming from daimler yeah who owns mercedes mm-hmm. and i guess it's a bit like a marketing expense so it's like you spend 100 million a year to this marketing but that that's going towards making the best Formula One team there's ever been. They've won eight constructors in a row, and then obviously that brings back a certain value to mm. them. So yeah, especially exactly. some of these big organizations, the marketing value of having a good team yeah. can outweigh some of the losses. But then, yeah, for the smaller teams, like Williams, um, there definitely needs to be a sustainable, saying it's a sustainable option there. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely. So they need to make sure they've got enough money coming in and going out that they can... Sustain because that's that's how teams drop off the grid. That's what would have happened to Manor Lotus yeah. in the nineties yeah. when the money keeps going out and there's not enough coming back in. So it's all right for these big teams like Ferrari or Mercedes where they can just keep getting the money off the marketing. Um, whereas these smaller teams, they do need it. But um, yeah, I'm not sure. I think I can see how it's a debate that needs to be had. But for me, there should be twenty four cars on the grid. Mm. Yeah, I think it would make it really, really exciting. It would make it more exciting from a really, fan's really perspective. Exciting. But I also am worried about the sustainability of it. Yeah, yeah of course, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, cool. um, yeah we are running out of time. We've done over we, an hour, so we need to we need to uh, get wrapping up. But sixty-one yeah. minute podcast. Yeah, we got we, we got a bit. <laughs> of... Just want to mention. Yes. Bianca going to McLaren. Yeah. Because I think that that's just awesome. She's eighteen. Yeah, she's wow. so young. She's. Yeah, 18. She's from the Philippines. Younger than us. Yeah. Well. Well, only just a bit younger than you. Yeah, I Quite don't like it when people are younger than me and more successful than me. I, I don't know. Like it. I'm yeah. Yeah. Old. it feels, makes me feel like I'm getting old. I know. Jude, Jude Bellingham, a few months older than me, and he's yeah. one of the world's best midfielders. Exactly. Well, I, I already feel this yeah. way about Teo Porcher, and it's like he's oh, a mate, few, I, few yeah, months younger than me, and he's literally and someone's ridiculous. a few years younger than me, and they're already there. It's like yeah. Porcher needs to get into Formula One as soon as possible. I think he will. I think he will. I would love to. But yeah, Bianca is the, I believe she's the second. Female driver in the in the in the sort of development yeah in the development yeah. kind of thing at the yeah. moment. Jamie yeah. Chadwick was in Williams Academy. She right? was. Is she still in Williams? No, Academy? I don't no, believe she's so. Doing... Uh, but Jess Hawkins is in the. She's in Aston, Aston, Aston Martin. Martin. Is she in the driver development academy yes. or is she just like a test driver? I don't I know. I think but... she. It, uh, that's such a very good question. Because I think she's like twenty six um, or twenty seven, so she's like slightly older than these. 
Nico Junior drivers like, had, had a uh, had a fan moment as well. He Apparently did, he was but it was very, cool to listen to. He was a to. very big fan of, of Jessica it. Hawkins in that Aston Martin car and was very impressed. So I'm saying release. I think that that should be the point that we finish on is yeah. release those Jessica Hawkins lap times. I want to see them. I want to see them because we've I had really a, lot of, a lot of you know, misogynistic comments. Unfortunately, there's no doubt that about a woman being in a Formula One car. Yeah, yeah. Put those lap times out. And I, I want to see these, yeah. these haters sharp. Let's, Honestly, let's, let's because see, let's see she's done on. so well. But yeah. 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 I mean, going back to uh, Bianca uh, with the McLaren news, I mean, if, yeah. you, if you look at her results in, in the F1 Academy and in W Series last year, you might not think she's very good. You're like, why has she got this? But um, yeah. I believe, again I, again, I could be wrong, but that was her first year in race cars. All right, so some of these other uh, drivers... Like yeah. you, they go from karting, yeah, they've done a few was. other series, and then they go to W series. Whereas she'd like come straight out of karts, first time yeah. in a car. So obviously there's a a lot of learning to do there. And I, again, I could I could probably talk for a bit too long about how I think W series the format wasn't conducive to. Yeah, I 100 percent agree to that. Like as well. half an hour of track time over a whole yeah. weekend is not enough to learn. Um, but I no, guess exactly. I hopefully feel... being part of a development program yeah. like McLaren, definitely. That Allows the opportunity to do development, yeah. you would hope. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm sure but there are, there it, are yeah. women that are. That Hopefully, are F1 are Academy will boost it all up again. Yeah. But yeah. Now that we actually yeah. get to watch it. Exactly. I can't <laughs> wait. I think we've run off a little bit too. We long. have. We we've been rambling. Well, we can yeah. do a second podcast with me in a few we, weeks. We, we you can. <laughs> You're always welcome. I think we've got plenty more to talk about. But we're over an hour in. And I think it's. It's been a it's been a good and one today, good. guys. Yeah. So, uh, it has. Thanks so much for joining yeah, thank us. Thank you for having me on the podcast. So yeah, it's, it's been uh, lovely. Yeah, fantastic. Let's go get some food now. Uh, yeah, very yeah. You guys are gonna get wagamamas. Yes, yeah, something food like that. Time. But fantastic. Thank you very much for listening to the Car yeah. Sixty One podcast you again, guys. It. And uh, yeah, yeah, we hope you enjoyed it. And we'll uh, we'll see you possibly next week. Um, need to work out when we're recording. Definitely next week. It's really. it's Every my, week. Well, it's when, Elliot's when, birthday it's next, next Wednesday. Wednesday. I'm, I'm a bit it's busy. Be Are you going to do a birthday podcast? I'm, I'm busy. I'm busy. Oh, you're I busy. Have, I won't have time. So. Honestly. Yeah. Doesn't have time for the podcast. I, well, but, I'll get but someone else to make no, a podcast. No, 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 We're going to find a space to do it. We're going to substitute host. We'll do it on Tuesday or Thursday or something instead. Okay. We will. I need to see what my family doing to my family. Anyways, thank you very much, guys. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next week. Adios. Bye.